Welcome, listeners, to another hot, sexy, and outrageous episode of Dragswap. Mr. Vogt will see you now in his dungeon. Okay, let's drop this bit. People might <laughs> have already stopped listening. <laughs> But for those who are still with us, thank you. I am Lasse Vogt, and with me is a brand new guest, my dear friend Natalie from England. Hi! <laughs> and to come clear, it is entirely your fault that this episode is gonna be the way it is because of a track you brought to the table. Please tell us, what is it and why did you choose it? The track that I'm bringing is by the late Angelo Badalmenti, specifically from the 2002 Secretary, simply named main title. It is indeed. What do you have to say about it? Why did you choose this one in specific? I purposely chose Secretary over any of Badalmenti's David Lynch score, of course, frankly, Secretary, the film and its soundtrack, appeals to me in a way that's completely different from something like Blue Velvet or Twin Peaks. And I'm saying this as someone who likes David Lynch, mind you. I never watched the full movie, but I did catch the first half on TV many years ago. And I remember liking it. And I also have to admit that I'm only passingly familiar with Angelo Badalamenti. I hope you pronounce him like this output. Uh, since I have not seen most David Lynch films, um, I know he did the score to A Nightmare on M Street 3, which I have only seen once, though. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what what can you tell me about this track, like, uh, in specific? It's admittedly more low-key than his normal input, but it suits the story that is being told. Considering it is an unusual love story starring two people who are unable to emotionally open up and cope with their almost crippling shyness, which they deal with in different ways, which makes my choice quite a personal one. Ah, I see. to say I like this track quite a bit <laughs> and it, it, it certainly hits a few typical beats of cliche porn type music <laughs> um, but that's clearly the intention and has its tongue firmly placed in its cheek among other things no doubt yeah <laughs> I think it's really appealing it, it, it's it's seductive in nature but also has a darker edge to it uh, it mixes mystery And drama in there as well, and the guitar parts 
oddly remind me of Goblin Suspiria. Did you get that feeling too? Yeah. <laughs> it's really quite similar. Very lush, multi-layered, very sensual, and lives in keeping with the story and how the relationship between Lee and Mr. Grey unfolds, and it's a track that's permanently stuck in my brain. Is he actually also called Mr. Grey? It's he's called E. Edward Grey. That's incredible. I know. It's hilarious twice over. That's amazing. I actually didn't remember this at all. Like, E.L. James... She must have seen this movie and taken some inspiration from this. All several. Yeah. I mean, Secretary is pretty much the antithesis of the Fifty Shades movie, so... Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty much right. I think this was a movie that a lot of people kind of named as a positive example of this kind of story. It is. It's From what I've seen, it certainly seems like it, yeah. I think also this track is, is surprisingly contemplative in the later stretch. And it's, it yeah. sounds almost melancholic. Yeah, it starts off sexy and then turns into something else entirely. Like getting underneath the skin of the characters and what's going through their heads. And... Yes, absolutely. I think this track does a really good job in telling the unsuspecting listeners that, like, what the movie is about, basically. Like, people who have never seen this movie don't know what this is about and all of that. They listen to this track, and I think they would get the idea. Yeah, it pretty much sets the stage for everything to come. It absolutely does. Well, thank you very much for this rather unconventional choice. I'm not a normal person. (laughs) I know you're not.
was thinking about what I should bring to the table as a fitting pairing with your choice. And I'm afraid that I picked the obvious candidate. Yes, I chose one of the Fifty Shades of Grey scores by Danny Elfman. Elfman is actually pretty much the only reason I bothered with these movies in the first place. (laughs) As soon as I found out that he was the composer, I knew it was my duty to watch it as a longtime Die Hard fan of his work. Oof, I'm so sorry. I mean, look at this. Of course. (laughs) I mean, it's basically two sides of the same BDSM coin. Except one was done much better than the other. Yeah, I have all of these, all three of them, actually, all three scores I have on CD. Oh my god. <laughs> I just had to, you know. Talk about being dedicated to the man's work. Oh yeah, absolutely. I plan to have everything of his on CD at one point. Everything I can get, at least. Good luck. Uh, and I think... Elfman understood the assignment with these. His music knows exactly what this bonkers story needs, uh, but also takes the attempted drama seriously. A part of me wishes he would have gone into full crazy parody mode, like with his typical fairy tale choirs during this banking scene in the first film, for example. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been hilarious. But what we got is also worthwhile. I'm my guess is that you never you've never seen these films. No, I haven't. But you of course know their reputation and what they're about. Yes, unfortunately. And you've read all the books. No, I haven't, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I decided to bring a track from the third score, Fifty Shades Freed, which actually isn't the worst movie in the series. That's really saying something. Yes, that place goes to the second film. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is clearly the least bad. And I highly recommend you all to watch the three-part video essay by Dan Olson on the YouTube channel Folding Ideas. His analysis has made me more appreciative of the first film in a significant way. But back to the music. Um, The track I chose is called Makeover and accompanies a scene early in the film. Anastasia Steele is back from her honeymoon with Christian Grey and returns to her office to find it completely redesigned. And uh, herself being promoted as the fiction editor of the publishing company she works for. Of course, Gray has something to do with it because he bought the company. Oh, fucking cool, he did. Yay, nepotism. Ah, yes. Um, There also is uh, some dialogue about her sexy personal security guard and her unwillingness to change her email address to Gray instead of Steele. Riveting, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And this is actually one of my favorite tracks from the series. Uh, It conveys a playful, slightly comedic tone while still keeping an appropriate amount of steaminess, so to speak. Elfman and additional composer David Buckley actually managed to work the main theme in as well. You can hear it in the strings and later on piano. And the electronic beats give the track a modern edge, but what I especially love are the plucked strings and the slightly weirdly scratchy string figure in the middle.
you pretty much never go wrong with bongos. And this track, <laughs> and this track uses them really well. <laughs> <laughs> What was your thought on this one? Yeah, it's like one of the least bad part of it, which isn't saying much. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I didn't really have a particular favorite moment of it. I loved it from beginning to end. Yeah. That said, I'm still not planning on watching the films anytime sooner, even though it's on my list on my Netflix. Yeah, it's certainly, at least on German Netflix, they're all there right now. Uh, which is why I managed actually to rewatch that scene just to remind me what what happens in it, and it's yeah it's fairly early on in the third film. It's pretty audible as well, like you can make out the score when, while you um, while you are watching it, which is a rarity now in some film cases. All in all, I think this is just a fun track. You could also play totally out of context to anyone, and they would probably get something out of it. And I mean, you are clearly uh, a good indicator for that. Yes. <laughs> Danny Elfman is one of my favorite composers for a reason. And this scores a friendly reminder that even a movie series as widely panned as this one can offer something creative and artistic that's noteworthy in a good way. Damn straight. <laughs> and with that, we shall close this particular chapter of Track Swap. I hope you had just as much fun as we did. Natalie, big thanks again for being a guest. You, your pick was indeed wonderful. Thanks. <laughs> I hope to have you back someday in the future, maybe, who knows, but uh, very, very thankful that um, you were willing to bring something to the table. Anything for a friend of mine. Thank you so much. And dear listeners, if you want to be a guest as well, then please write to me on Facebook or Twitter at Lasse Vogt. My regular podcast is called Fans About Films. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, on iTunes, SoundCloud, anywhere good and better podcasts can be found. I am on Sideshow Sound Theater with this show and also with some other stuff. Uh, I am the co-host of It's a 90s Christmas podcast with Lyle Perez. I do stuff for the Telestammtisch, which is a German podcast network where we talk about all the new releases, but in German, of course. <laughs> and I write German soundtrack reviews for scoregeek.wordpress.com and I am a guest on, on several things. Especially the Hallmarkies podcast, and uh, I was also on the Rachel's Reviews podcast a few times. So check those episodes out. I would be really glad, and I'm sure Rachel would be as well. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that was another steamy episode of Track Swap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest again. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, to you, dear people out there, stay safe, stay cool, and maybe have some fun. <laughs> Goodbye and good night. Bye. Two, three, four. Give me a tug. Ah, I don't really know what you're thinking. Oh, when you're looking.